You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, November the 16th, 2018. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. And I'm your host, Craig Hemke. And joining us as usual is our friend, Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Uh, good to be here. Uh, what, what's the special this week at Sprott Money? Hey, gosh, we're acting like an actual professional broadcast team here, my friend. That's right. excellent. Yeah. On your morning show this morning, later, we'll talk to Eric Sprott. Um, today, yeah, actually, I'm glad you asked, Eric, because it's almost the holiday season, for crying out loud. Uh, next week is Thanksgiving here in the U.S. We'll get into some market holidays, and uh, that's going to be interesting, of course. But, of course, that kicks off your holiday shopping season. And uh, one of the most looked-forward-to items from Sprott Money is our holiday catalog every year. Always great deals in there. And this year it is a collection of great gift ideas. From anything for the beginning collector to the discerning investor, there's something for everybody. So you just got to just go to SprottMoney.com. Check out that catalog. Always great to give uh, physical gold and silver. Uh, for the holidays, Eric, you probably give out uh, like silver rounds to the grandkids, right? I do. I actually uh, just received uh, a number of packages yesterday that uh, I will be giving to my grandkids. Yes, because they they are gifts that stand the test of time. That's for sure. Gifts that keep on giving the whole year, Clark. Uh, hey, and uh, those little gifts are getting more valuable by the minute as we speak here on uh, Friday morning. Gold has now moved higher. It's actually up. On the week, as uh, lousy as it looked last Friday, and then on Monday, it's now up on the week. Uh, it's I've got a last of twelve twenty four, and silver seems to have held fourteen dollars again, and it's moving higher as well. How do you feel this morning? Well, Craig, I think we should start off with your theory about the short squeeze, and I read your report on it. Maybe we start off. I'll do the interview here, Craig. What is it about the short squeeze that might be taking place in the market here today? <laughs> Well, Eric, uh, the interesting thing about the COMEX is if you understand that it's run by the banks uh, who have uh, market-making monopolistic power, then you know they're going to lead the speculators into the wrong-footed positions all the time. We see that with them uh, leading the speculators. When they get long, they pull the rug out from under them, and down goes price. Well, earlier back in October, they let them all short, and price spiked $35 on October the 11th as price moved up through the 50-day moving average. And the the machines, they're all computer pre-programmed machines primarily, these hedge funds, all sought to cover their shorts at once. It was the best one-day move since Brexit. Well, guess what? If that worked, we might as well try it again. And so beginning last week, back on last Friday, price was rigged back down through the 50-day moving average, and here came all the spec money again with open interest rising 40,000 contracts in three days. Lo and behold, here we go. We're back up above the 50-day now today and uh, surging higher on the same speculator dumb money getting squeezed again. Eric, it's, it, is e- it is easy that easy to predict sometimes. Sure, sure. And I might mention uh, that uh, Craig's report is available on the Sprott Money website. That's uh, where I accessed it uh, during the week. And uh, obviously, I totally agree with you. And I look at the open interest in these December contracts. It's just stunningly large. And normally, it's the commercials that are are essentially uh, wanting it to go down. But this time around, it's the commercials that want it to go up. So 
that we may have these, the, 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 the banks may have the specs where they want them in the sense that they're not going to be able to deliver. We know that. Right. I think even in uh, – is there not like a billion ounces of open interest in silver? Like nobody has a billion ounces. So it, it could get classic here, particularly with other things that are going on in the financial world. I mean we seem to be having, uh, one, economic weakness across the board. G- German GDP was down, Japanese GDP down, Hong Kong GDP weak. We've got stress in housing in pretty well all developed countries. Uh, auto sales are weak, and more, more notably in uh, in Europe, uh, uh, that and uh, the, the travel data seems to be weakening off here. And there's a lot of concerns about that. And then two, uh, you have the signs of the market that's under a lot of stress here. The fact that it's it's uh, it's almost flat on the year now. Bonds have been weak. No pension fund can be making money. I mean, it's almost impossible. You have the leaders, the former generals, and I'm referring to things like Apple and Facebook and Google and Netflix. And and one of the old ones was GE that, you know, years ago led the market all the time. And every quarter they'd earn a cent more than the previous uh, quarter, which always seemed kind of phony to me at the time. And it looks like it was phony because now here come the write-offs, okay? Right. You got GE getting hammered. You got PGE getting hammered. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Apple's in there. Goldman Sachs is uh, uh, getting um, hung out here because of an involvement with a Malaysian fraud that cost uh, the Malaysian government four and a half billion dollars. And they might have been the orchestrators of that. I don't know that for a fact, but uh, that's what the market seems to think. So we got a lot going on that's uh, that's not very constructive from an economic and market perspective. We keep getting um, incidences of uh, people who are negatively companies that are negatively affected by the trade war, um, and that doesn't look like it's being resolved. I guess there's going to be a meeting. Uh, I suppose it might be next week or early the next week after, where it sure sounds like there's not likely to be a positive outcome. But uh, so that's worrisome. I want to throw one last thing in, and I hate to almost go there, but I, I just want people to be aware that. There is a problem with Ebola again. It looks like it's uh, getting out of control in the Congo. They're, they're afraid it's going to spread to uh, countries beside it. And the the warnings from the Centers for Disease Control are very stark. And this can cause like chaos in the world economy uh, should everyone decide they don't want to travel, for example. you know. So I, I just pointed out there that uh, people can do their own research on it. So... Anyway, you have a bit of a setup here that uh, could be quite constructive for gold between the short squeeze and the um, lack of all assets uh, performing well. Save gold. I mean, it's kind of hanging in here. You know, it's doing yeah. pretty well on a relative basis. So uh, we should all be somewhat happy for that. We could be down 20% by owning Apple or uh, Goldman Sachs or some banking stock. But, uh, you know, it's, we're hanging in. So it's, it's not bad. You know, you mentioned the open interest, Eric. The December contracts are going to go off the board in about two weeks, and all that stuff's got to be rolled. It's going to be a volatile period. But as we just talked last week, typically the last four years, once we've gotten to mid-December, gotten the tax law selling behind us, gotten the the December FOMC behind us, we've had rallies uh, the last four years in late December and into January. Looks like we're setting up for that again. And I want to just throw these three things at you. Because I don't think people are watching these. You mentioned GE. Uh, if you could address 
the potential problems within the commercial paper market and all the GE short-term debt that's out there and held by people. We've got some issues with Brexit, perhaps. Nobody's pricing that. And if all of a sudden that goes the other direction and all of a sudden the euro rallies and the dollar falls, you know, you start looking at some of this stuff, Eric, and it uh, makes you wonder what's not priced in. Yeah. Well, the whole interest rate thing is by far the more important one, right? The the fact that uh, I think mortgage rates have gone from something like 3.6% 3.6% to 5.2%. I mean, the last time I checked that, that's about a 45% increase in interest costs, okay? Uh, you know, welcome to uh, housing Armageddon here. Um, and of course now, and most particularly this week, we're seeing the um, high yield uh, yields rocket up higher here. And even corporates are rocketing up this week. So we're seeing signs of stress in the bond market. Some of the best commentators are suggesting that there's fundamental weaknesses. In fact, one of the better ones was, you know, we all knew it was phony, the zero interest rates and the printing of money, the whole nine-year rally here from 09 to today, we knew it was phony. It was staring at, you know, it was the elephant in the room. But because the markets kept going up, we didn't worry about it. Well, you know what? Now that we've reversed things, we see the elephant in the room, which is higher interest rates and um, restricting money growth. So, there we are. We have it in front of us, and the, the market's uh, finally reacting to it. And it would appear that when people have bad news, it's treated like bad news. Yeah. You know, we have companies that have lousy earnings. Man, they get bombed. Uh, it was a chip maker overnight that got bombed. There was a couple of retail, Nordstrom and Macy's, got bombed with bad earnings. And they don't mess around anymore. These are big declines, right? So we're seeing things that suggest that uh, the market that we might have been used to for the last nine years is not the market we're in today. Yeah, and with all the assumptions of just another four Fed funds rate hikes next year, right there in the Wall Street Journal this morning, a uh, an opinion piece, an op-ed from the editors saying the Fed should hold off on hiking rates in December and reassess. Well, that would uh, change the game a little bit too, my friend. Well, it would take away the biggest supposed sell story for gold, right? The right. That it's- it's a, it's a non-interest earning asset, and if they take rates back down again, of course we come back onto the playing field. Not that it was a real bona fide uh, explanation, anyway. And of course, the whole fact that the economy is just weak, that stocks are going down, yeah. brings people's attention to well, what do I do with my money to survive? And it, we really should think of it as survival, by the way, because if you can own gold at you know, twelve hundred twenty bucks in a year from now, still twelve twelve twenty, and the market's down forty percent. That's one great move on your part. And I suspect if the market's down forty percent, gold's not going to still be at twelve twenty five. It'll be a lot higher. Right, Eric. In our final minutes, uh, we often discuss a, a handful of, of explorers and junior miners and things like that that uh, you've been tracking. We had some questions this week, actually, asking you to address the latest developments in Novo Resources. So, if sure. anything on your mind in, in the equity well, arena? There's really not much that I can say about Novo that's new. I mean, they had the drill results, uh, which I would describe as lackluster, quite frankly. Um, we're hopeful that the, the, the move into the Edgina area, which is a marine terrain environment where, the theoretically, the gold's on the surface rather than underground, uh, could be quite a dramatic uh, evolution for the company in terms of the whole theory of, you know, how the gold got there, where it's now deposed, because it came from the same place, by the way. It just got it eroded away and fell onto the top of of the um, 
the terrain there. So I'm still hopeful that they can prove up that there's massive amounts of gold there. Um, but unfortunately, we're in a season when it's the um, getting out in the field gets a little tricky, certainly uh, in Pilbara because the, the temperatures are just ridiculously warm, like well north of 40 degrees centigrade. So I think things are going to slow down for a little bit here. Uh, but obviously, the companies are very hopeful that they will unlock the key of large amounts of gold. Uh, while I'm on stocks, um, I keep watching these earnings that come out from the various companies. And I'm always shocked when I compare, as I'm the chairman of Kirk, and I compare our earnings to other guys' earnings. And I look at their stock price and our stock price and think, man, there's no way of comparing these things. I mean, I... There was a company recently reported eight cents stocks at twenty one dollars. We reported twenty nine cents our stocks at uh, twenty five Canadian. Okay, these are both Canadian prices, uh, even though the earnings were in U.S. and and everything looks uh, quite encouraging with us. We're like we're not disappointed with the way it's going, and I'm sure that uh, you know we're going to have a, a nice increase in production next year. So I think our earnings should increase uh, somewhat smartly. So uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, the other stock I should talk about is R, uh, RNC Minerals, which is the one that found the big uh, gold specimens in Australia. They've had a couple of news releases that got sold down in the market. And I think both news releases probably deserve the sell down, to be honest with you, okay? Because they were they were poorly constructed news releases. I've spent a lot of time looking at the news release and trying to figure out, well, what's really going on with this company? And quite frankly, I think what's going on is good. But the way it was presented, it was not good. And so people get confused. And it's very confusing when you have a gold that's produced but not sold, gold that goes to the mint but not paid for. And it, it's really difficult to, to figure what they're really earning. Uh, but I think the fact that they paid off $30 million in debt and have $18 million in the bank uh, from basically zero, that they had like this $48 million turnaround in about three months, is the more telling thing. And if the company could ex- explain a little better um, how it all came together and uh, so that the layman could understand it. For example, there, there was an $8.9 million charge for, you know, stock option values going up. And it's, of course, it's not, not a cash charge at all, but there it is. And they end up showing, reporting a loss for God's sake, but it's, you know, it's it, the adjusted earnings were, were quite good actually. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I spent a lot of time looking at that and I'm very hopeful that, uh, uh, we could see some interesting developments on the drilling side, and hopefully it, there won't just be one major find down there. Hopefully there'll be a series of major finds. So fingers crossed on that one. I think to put that on the pile of uh, it's going to be a very interesting 2019, and I think it's going to be a very interesting 2019 across the board, so that just fits in with everything else. Uh, one last note for everybody to make. Uh, we've spoken about this a couple times, but now that the date is coming up, uh, in Canada, Sprott Money is hosting an RSP lunch and learn. Okay, this is your chance to learn about RSPs and how you can fund them with precious metals and uh, and mining shares. And you can do this on Wednesday, November 28th. It's free. You can register for this event on something called Eventbrite anytime after the 14th of November, which means now. Or you can just simply call 888 888- Eight six one zero seven seven five for more details. Please take advantage of this free offer, uh, Eric. It's going to be uh, an interesting rest of the day. It's going to be an interesting rest of the year. I look forward to discussing it with you again next week. 
Squeeze, baby. Squeeze. Yeah, let's squeeze them. That sounds like fun to me. Well, have a great rest of your uh, rest of your day and have a great weekend. Hey, Craig, you too, man. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. 